the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to Philip Naiman's Firing Line Radio Show. I am Philip Naiman. This is the Firing Line Radio Show. It's a, uh, another uh, overly warm Saturday in February. A nearly a rainless season. Well, we had four and a half inches in my house so far. Um, uh, so I hope you're out there enjoying the day since you're not being rained out on anything you could be doing. Don't be sitting at home. You're out there in the field doing whatever, but you, you got to stay active here. we got some great weather to do that, even though we have no rain. But I want to uh, bring in my special guest here. This is Chad Carlson. Chad Carlson is the owner, operator, CEO, COO, um, superintendent, <laughs> chief cook and bottle washer of Prado Olympic Shooting Park. Chad, how are you doing? Hey, good, Phil. How, how's everybody? I, well, I don't know. Hey, guys, how are you? We'll have to <laughs> yeah. wait for them to hear. Yeah, they'll hear They'll us. email us back how they're doing. Um, you're having a very special event here. Yes, you're, sir. You're actually supporting a politician, a California politician. Yep, one that we hang our hat on. So let's let's talk about that, folks. There's actually a California politician. The last one I had in this office that I interviewed it turned out to be a snake. Mm. Imagine that. Yeah. Uh, his name was um, Mark Steinorth. Yeah, that was the guy. He sat here and told me how great he, his uh, capitalism views were and how he idolized Ayn Rand, and then he signed on to the cap-and-trade bill. Beauty. <laughs> But you're informing me that Dr. Kurt Hagman, he's not a doctor, but Kurt Hagman is not that guy. The real deal. The real deal. Tell me about him. Awesome supervisor for our district uh, out in Chino, Chino Hills, on into Ontario for all of San Bernardino County. He's done an unbelievable job for us in our district and at the range. He's Second Amendment. Him and his family shoot at the range regularly. And, And a Marine on top of it all, Marine officer. So... Uh, great. You, you said you were proud that he was a Marine, but not so much the officer part. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll let that slide, but uh, <laughs> I was enlisted. <laughs> but a uh, great guy um, has done, an, a, done uh, a tremendous amount of work for uh, not only the range, but the district in San Bernardino. So Now, what, what kind of help would a shooting range need from a county supervisor? Well, ju- you know, we're, we're on county county ground, so he he does a lot to help. Uh, as far as we have uh, use permits, and- yeah, the use permits. Um, we're looking to expand our range. Um, upcoming uh, possible Olympics. Yes, there, there's a lot of things in the mix and a lot of uh, a lot of uh, projects that he's behind and helping us tap into federal money to improve the range, to improve the whole area uh, uh, behind Prado Dam. And see, that's that's what's important is if we have somebody who is a solid Second Amendment supporter, that we 
as the public out here support that guy. So, yeah. you know, we, we don't want any more snakes. We have, we are freaking, I'm going to start making boots out of these snakes. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Well, and, and we've been, we, we've had a lot of supervisors come and go while we've been at Prado, but this, this, and, and they can make your life, they can shut you down. Yeah. And, and, and it's been treated that, you know, the range has kind of been treated with a hands-off type mentality. Well, Kurt's taken an active standpoint, an active role in, uh, in, in not only on the customer end, but coming out and, uh, and finding out what we need, you know, and helping us. So a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. um, you actually saw this guy where? At, at your range? Yes. Shooting with his family? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, and, and he shoots quite regularly, good shot with a, uh, you know, pistol rifle and, you know, shooting a shotgun. He shoots, he enjoys the whole park, him and his family. So, so pistol rifle. So tell us about the whole park. Yeah. We, well, it's 44 acres right off the 71 freeway in Euclid. Um, we got trap skeet, five stand, uh, pistol and rifle shooting. And what's really taken off has been your pistol shooting on the weekends. Yeah, our competition end of things has really taken off with our IPSC shooting and IDPA shooting uh, and our training groups. A lot yeah. of good stuff happening out there. Now, they have every weekend there's a competition. And I want to say this all the time. There's competitions, there's matches, but it depends upon who you are when you go to these things. And what I mean, folks, is do not be troubled that a competition is going on that, you know, if you haven't been out there practicing for years, you're not going to win it. So don't worry about not showing up in the top three. This is, this is a great opportunity to do live fire, draw fire. I mean, the practice side on this for IDPA, for concealed weapons, for IPSC, for running with, you know, moving and shooting. These are absolute great life skills. We should all be practicing. And just because somebody has a timer on it, don't freak out. Yeah, don't forget. You're going to improve your weapons handling, your, your manipulation. You're, you're going to take away so much, uh, even you know, on a first timer. And, and then the hook gets set, and then you're going to be off and running. Now you're going to know the things to practice. Right. And it's important. I mean, the, the presentation, the handling, the safe handling, moving station to station with the safe direction of the weapon, all these things come start to become second nature. And as you're watching other guys do it and you're watching what they're doing, it helps your skill set. So yes, they're competitions. Yes, they have the, the title match in their, in their name. Don't freak out on that. Just go and enjoy it yeah. and use it as the best high-level training you can get for what? How much is it? 20 bucks? 30, yeah, 30, yeah. 35 bucks or 25, depending right. on the match. And the other thing is, is you're going to see some of the best in the business yes. out there competing, and you will probably learn more just from sitting there watching. You know, you're, you're obviously going to learn, you know, uh, doing it, but watching the best in the business do it, it, you know, there's a definite, you know, grade above. It's exactly right. So, and, and also you have the training group. So if you're brand new to shooting, Number one, go to a basic training, like a box to bullseye type of a course. After you've accomplished that, then you go to an active training course. Yeah, for sure. You get trained up and uh, and and take part in those matches. It's it, it's going to change you. You're, you're going to love it. And besides that, you're going to shoot a lot of rounds also. Yeah, you're going to shoot a lot of rounds. It's going to be a disciplined cut type of training, and it's... It's fun. Bring some friends. You make an afternoon out of it. For sure. Have the world's biggest slice of pizza. But don't the gas be intimidated later. by it. Don't be intimidated by it. Come on out. Right. And so leading with that about not being intimidated, but supporting and practicing and training, Friday, March 9th at 9 a.m. at the Prado Olympic Shooting Park, 
Off to 71 in Euclid. Yes, sir. Um, where you can smell the dairies. Not as many as you used to. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lingering memory. Yeah. Um, no, it's a beautiful place now, right across from the, uh, from the dam. Anyway, you're going to have a special shoot to help reelect Kurt Hagman. Yes, we are. Yeah, it's going to be Friday, uh, March 9th. Um, we're going to be doing some sporting clays out there, which is neat. Um, we have corporate, we have me, corporate packages. Up. Explain what a sporting clay is. Well, you'll have stations to walk between. Uh, we're going to do 50 targets, sporting clays. Which, shotguns. Shotguns, different presentations. Um, and uh, it, it's going to be a, a real kick in the pants. We don't do sporting clays very often at the range, only for special events. Um so we're going to do that. There's going to be side events along with it. A big, uh, we're going to have a big barbecue, auctions, side games, everything. But it's all going to, uh, you know, reelect Kurt. And you just did a big fundraiser for the USO, also. Yes, and and Kurt was a big supporter of that. He was out for the day and spoke at the event, which which was really cool to have out you know, have him out and speak at that and, uh, you know, donate some money for the troops. Now, Kurt Hagman was also, I think it was the assemblyman or was he a state senator? Uh, assemblyman. Assemblyman. I believe, so, yeah. so think about this, guys. You know, here in California, we have such a horrible, horrible state government. We need to keep guys like this in government service so they can move up, become a state senator. You know, could you imagine how different our state would be with the correct governor? Exactly. You know, um, it, it, we wouldn't be losing all of our good people to to other states. Um, and, and so it's important that we support good people in office, people that are like-minded. Now, one of the problems we run into in conservatives and Second Amendment groups, and this is a thing I've witnessed firsthand, is, well, I don't like well, he did this one thing here. Okay, you know, stuff happens. But when you look at on the whole, this is a guy we want to support. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you can go on anybody's track record and even myself and go, well, he did this this time or whatever. We're not even going to touch my track record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but the point is, is for what he's done for our district, it's... Uh, and it's, the Second Amendment. Yeah, and the Second Amendment. Very pro-law enforcement, pro-fire. Uh, he, he's the real deal. So we're, we're all stepping out to get this guy reelected. How do they find out? How do they sign up? Call the range, uh, 909-597-4794, or go to shootprado.com. Shootprado.com. Do they sign up online? They will have the ability to sign up online or... Or, uh, or the you, day of. Yep, or the day of, for And sure. what, what are we barbecuing? This is how you hook me. Yeah, we're, we're gonna have we're gonna have a big barbecue spread out there that day, and right. I'm not gonna reveal that. But we got some good stuff for sure. We'll be doing some tri tip, and there'll probably be some uh, ribs. You and, had me a try. Yeah, there we go. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have a good time. So everybody's invited to come out for it again, folks. That's Friday, Friday, March 9th. This is a day you want to uh, tell the boss you're doing a sales call. Friday, March 9th, 9 o'clock a.m., Prado Shooting Park. We'll be out there. We'll be out there. We'll be out shooting and uh, eating barbecue. You betcha. Life is good. We'll be right back. Firing Line Radio Show after this. A message from Vince, the owner of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, or recreational shooting, it is important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essentials to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. 
As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right comes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951-823-0211 or check out their schedule of classes at bullseyesport.com. Because of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. Pull! Whether you're a gold medalist or new to the sport of shooting, you'll love Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, where Olympians shoot. Prado's shotgun facility is world-class, offering trap, skeet, and five-stand. And the pistol and rifle ranges are safe and enjoyable shooting environments with professionals there to answer all your questions. Are you an experienced pistol shooter with an itch to take your skills to the next level? Discover the sport of practical shooting at one of the monthly events. Prado hosts ISPC shooting events open to the public every first and third Sunday with Prado Running Gun Club, blending accuracy, power, and speed with challenging multiple moving targets, penalty targets, and obstacles. Prado Olympic Shooting Park is a great place to teach your whole family about the safe and effective use of firearms. Bring the whole family for an exciting day at the shooting range. Call Prado Olympic Shooting Park at 909-597-4518. Online at shootprado.com. 909-597-4518. AM 590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside and Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Hey, folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman, and as you know, every week, our conversation is going to revolve around firearms, hunting, gun rights, all the good stuff given to all Americans under the Second Amendment of the Constitution. Now, our faithful companion in the battle to uphold these rights has been our longtime sponsor, Vince Torres, at Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside. You may know him as Vincenzo Torolini, the uh, Cuban-Italian stallion. Anyway, <laughs> at Bullseye Sport in Riverside, where you need to go for small arms, rifles, shotguns, ammo, accessories, training, and much more, they're your local source for everything pertaining to firearms. And are you aware of the changes in the laws of the state of California starting January 1st, 2018, regarding the purchase of ammunition? Don't be uninformed. Visit your local gun store, speak with an expert, you have questions answered regarding the laws and regulations. Visit Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside online at bullseyesport.com or 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside where the Inland Empire gets their guns and ammo. I actually called him on Wednesday this week because I had a question about importing ammunition. Um, We're doing the RX-18 seminar, which is February 17th and 18th uh, at Rancho Cucamonga Bass Pro Shops. This is with Rex Reviews. It's long-range precision shooting. And we're also going to be doing a shoot at Avenal in March 16th, 17th, and 18th. And so people are, are emailing me, hey, what do we do for ammo? Can we bring ammo into California? And that's going to be a giant nightmare, but not yet. 2019 is where the right. true pain shows yeah. up. So right now, yes, you can bring your rifle, your bolt action rifles into the state. You can bring ammunition with you into the state. 2019 is when the mess hits the fan. Yep. Yeah. So we have that to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. We, I had the same thing at the range with the required signage, you know, cause we're an FFL and everything. And we go through the signage bit and I end up having to put up 
eight or nine posters and it looks like wallpaper now at my shop and it, it and it's just writing i mean it's almost like a book that has to be posted and it's only you know and that's the required documentation for ffls you know it's 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 gotten out of control here so so if you just put a writing on the wall then illegal gun sales don't happen right oh yeah no well, that's should the, put a do not enter it, thing on the border it, exactly no, it, it's ridiculous. It took up, uh, yeah. Uh, it, it, we don't have a huge shop, but when you have eight posters all lined up, it starts. And you know, people don't read it, and they're just, what in the world? It's like going into it's over overwhelming. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, there's all kinds of good stuff coming. You can't put it line. in micro font like six font. <laughs> it's on <laughs> the head of a pin. Yeah, sure. Hey, look at this microscope. Read the top of that pin. Yeah. That's our regulation. Shrink it down to postcard size. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they are getting a little bit on the insane side of that. But, you know, we, uh, Chad and I are going to talk a little bit about our, our trip we just got back from. We had an opportunity to go down to Sonora, Mexico, um, traveling to Mexico with firearms. They want to talk about a jungle of paperwork and nightmares there, right? <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, when when I got the invite I, from you, Phil, I was real leery about going down. Uh, at the end of the day, doing the paperwork and everything, going, it, it it was actually awesome. I had an awesome time going down. Um, yeah, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised on all avenues. So. And the food didn't suck. Oh, food was food I think was we gained amazing. weight on that trip. Yeah, for sure. And I, I and I thought, you know, you have the idea. Oh well, we're the only ones going to Mexico with firearms. You know, you're real leery. Well, when you land in Phoenix and ninety <laughs> of the people of a hundred person plane are all all Americans going down there hunting, you start to feel a little uh, more comfortable. If you were allergic to camouflage, you'd be itching really bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah you would have been. In, you would have had a problem. If you got a problem with camo, you would have had a problem on that flight. <laughs> You'd have been crawling around for a safe place in yeah. the uh, Phoenix airport. But so let's talk about that part because this was interesting. We, the flights got mixed up and we had to last minute buy into Phoenix. Yeah. So we fly in there from San Diego, which was really a nice place to fly out of. Right. Fly into, into Phoenix and at the airport, everybody there is going to Mexico. Right. Yeah. You find out quick that you're not the only person going down there. And that's where I started gaining, you know, I started relaxing a little bit. It was my first trip going down, going down there with, uh, you know, with a rifle and go down there uh, deer hunting. I've been down wing shooting before, but we didn't bring firearms. Right. You shoot down there. Yeah. And so when we flew into Hermosillo, uh, we got a plane with like a hundred guns that had to be checked. I I would hate to be a bag chandler on that plane. There was carts stacked uh, 10 tall with uh, gun cases. Yeah, it was pretty, it was cool. (laughs) So, all right. So we landed, we landed in Mexico, um, head on over to the hotel. And then the first night uh, we went out, you got to meet the outfitter. Um, We went out to, I think they called this area, the cement plant. Yeah. Just because you can see a cement plant from there. Right. It happened to be the exact same ranch I shot that 37 and a half inch buck off of last year. Yeah, it's good property. It doesn't suck. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we drove around out there. We didn't see anything but uh, coyotes at that point in time. And um, and the funny looking jackrabbits. Lots of jackrabbits. But aren't they the funniest looking things you've seen? <laughs> a big white spot on Half them. white. Half- yeah. <laughs> and then you see them fighting each other. It's kind of cool. Yep. So um, we ended up hunting down there in Mexico. And I tell you, one of the things about the, the Mexico hunt that I thought was interesting, not interesting, but you learn something every time you're in a field. And uh, I'll reveal my, my issues that I had in the next segment, if people are still listening. <laughs> 
But uh, this is late in the season, so animals are pretty wary. You're not going to get 20 minutes to look something over, right? Right. You're not going to get 30 seconds to look something over. Things are moving, and it's kind of a an instinctive deal. And one of the things that I wish I had, I have them now. They're in my hands right now. Right. But one of the things I wish I had was a combination binocular rangefinder, because uh, as I'll tell the story why, but I ended up shooting a cartridge I was not real familiar with uh, down there that had a monstrous drop rate compared to what I'm used to shooting. Right. <laughs> I consider it a monstrous, uh, 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 irredeemable drop rate. Other people call it a 308 drop right. rate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a rainbow. <laughs> um, but so Vortex just sent us out these 10 by 42 Furies. And you just had a chance to look at them real quick here. But I was out there scouting with them the other night. This is a handheld. It's smaller than the other uh, range finding binoculars I've seen. Mm-hmm. A little bit lighter, uh, but it's a very solid unit. 10 by 42, I was getting ranges at 1,400 yards on a, on solid things. Yeah. Great. And across grass fields at 1,200 yards. And that is like the hardest thing to range. So For sure. The reason I bring this up is if you're in a situation where you're hunting and you need to – if you have your range finder on your belt and your binocular in your hand, you're switching back and forth – there's a delay. It's going to cost you time and, mm-hmm. and seconds in making a decision. And if you're shooting a cartridge like a 308, where you need to know the exact distance, if you're shooting over 300 yards, you know, you range critical. It, absolutely. Are you going to have a, a miss or worse? So check these out, folks. This is the Vortex Fury. They're brand new. They're available now. 10 by 42s range finding binocular. And the nice part is their action buttons are on the right hand side. So if you're shooting archery, you know, they're on your, you can pick it up, you can zoom it, drop it back down. Your bow hand has your left in it, mm-hmm. or is, is where your bow is on your left. They're designed well, great glass. So I wish I had them for that. It could have saved me a lot. I like how they're compact, and in that situation, they would have worked great. Just, you know, they're, they're more compact than a lot of the competitors that are out there, and it's a good-looking piece of glass. And that's, you know, it doesn't matter how it works, Donnie. It matters how you look. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> well, you know, they're just, it, Vortex makes a great product. So, I, you know, there's no, you're not going to have a problem. Anything no. they've, anything they got out there, you're in good And a VIP warranty. Hands. If you have a problem with it, shoot it, send it back, you get a new pair. Yep. It's you're a in good thing. hands. <laughs> yep. You're in good hands. <laughs> you can express your frustration and get a new pair. Yep. When it comes down to it, well, with all those companies, it's all customer service, right? I mean, yeah. if you don't have a, the, you know, you don't have the company behind you when something goes wrong, but they've proven themselves time and time again. It's their stand up outfit. So, um, let's go back here to, to your hunt. You actually had a, a, a lot of Mexico is high rack hunting. Right. Just because of the brush and the terrain, it's very flat in a lot of areas. And, you know, the Palo Verdes are 10, 12 feet high. You're not going to see more than 50 feet if you're on your, on your, on the ground. And the ground is like angry popcorn trying to walk Ooh. on. Yeah. That, if there was one thing I'd take away from there, I got a new respect for, you know, stalking and hike, hiking around down there because every plant down there either has a thorn or a hook and it's either going to stab you or cut you one way or another. Mine was a little bit different. I was actually anticipating being, you know, like high rack hunting, this and that, driving around. And we did it different. We were climbing uh, uh, high ground, big hill. We'd climb up in the morning and uh, set up the optics and start glassing. And more of what I'm accustomed to. Like sheep to, hunting. Yeah, more of what I'm accustomed to doing in the North Country. And it was a kick in the pants. I had a great time. The guys that I hunted with were great. Good, you know, every, I was amazed at 
some of the quality of the optics these guys have, but what they could spot using them. And they, they knew what to look for. After a day or so, I was pretty well dialed in and keeping up with them. But I remember the first time, like, what the heck are they looking at, man? <laughs> you know? But uh, that and, and being up top where you're static glassing like that, the other thing I took from it is you're not going to see a whole lot unless you got a bino adapter for your binos up there. Yeah. you got to be on a tripod. you got to yep. be able to pick up that movement. Okay, Kate, we'll come right back after this, uh, picking up right from there. Firing Line Radio Show, FiringLineRadio.com. Are you an expert marksman looking for a clean, safe place to shoot? Or maybe you've never shot a gun but want to learn? Well, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range is the best place to work on your shooting skills, no matter what your experience level is. With 21,000 square feet of indoor range space, 35 shooting lanes, and an electronic target retrieval system, it means no line breaks and more trigger time. The friendly people at Riverside Indoor Shooting Range can answer all your questions about firearms training, self-defense training, firearm rentals, gunsmithing, archery, and more. And for the ladies, the Riverside chapter of The Well-Armed Woman meets there the second Tuesday of each month for women of all experience levels. Looking for a great holiday gift for the shooting enthusiast in your life? During the month of December, get 10% off a full year's membership or 10% off any gift certificate of $40 or more. Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. For directions and info, log on to RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. That's RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. AM590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range and CCW Safe. Spartans, lay down your weapons. Persians, come and get them. Hey, folks, this is Philip Naiman. Check us out at FiringLineRadio.com or on Facebook, Firing Line Radio Show. I'm here with Chad Carlson. We just came back from Mexico, had a great time. We're talking about the type of hunting that we did down there, uh, looking for giant Sonoran mule deer. Chad was just, just saying that uh, one of the areas he hunted, and I've, I've been to this ranch, it's a very good good area, they have some elevation, which is very unique for hunting in Mexico. You mm-hmm. usually don't get this. So they had some elevation. They are able to look down the hill, uh, do a lot of glassing. You're just talking about the quality of glassing that you at, of glasses that you need and the stability factor. Right. That's that. You know, I got a good glass. It just... The first day I wasn't yeah, I wasn't using mind support. I was just kind of laying over, holding them with my arm, that type of thing. And and I learned real quick, you gotta have it on a tripod. You gotta have something to support it. Even if it's your shooting sticks, just something to keep them glasses uh solid. So that was uh, a little different. But uh yeah, and we had the spotting scope set up and then we could kind of dial in these deer to see if it was something worth going after or not. So what kind of deer did you see? Lots of them. Um, we went through quite a few and finally found, yeah, we found a big guy. He was probably 195 to 200 inch, uh, big, big muley. And, uh, we, we hunted that deer hard, um, trying to get, we, we just had a lot of weird things happen. I wasn't able to, uh, close the show or even get a shot on, on him, but, uh, the deer that get that big, they're not, they didn't get that big, that big being stupid. So I'll leave it at that, but what it was a lot like? of fun. What did no, he look like? He was a big, uh, believe it or not, he was like a five by three. He had three, uh, three on the one side, but the other side was four by, he was four, but he had a big, you kicker. know, yeah, big kicker on it, but real wide, probably, you know, 34 inches wide. He, he was a tank. And once I saw him, the other ones we'd been looking at, they, uh, it was, <laughs> you know, I had my heart and, and even the guides, we all hunted, we were all really excited to 
close the show on this buck and it, hey the opportunity didn't happen it wasn't because we didn't try is we we gave him a couple of good runs and we had a couple of stocks with just weird stuff that happened in the middle of phil knows the story but well that's what we're here to say yeah yeah it, uh, like one day we went we spotted the buck in the morning the wind was good every uh, he was in a good spot for us to make a move on and just as we were getting ready to start our stock a pack of wild dogs run through the deer and at, literally as i was i had my pack and we were getting ready to walk off the road there go five or six dogs running by us i'm like did i just see that and of course we left a guy on the on the hill watching the deer while we were making our move that we could talk to on the radio and yeah sure shooting the the dogs ran right through the deer uh blew that stock um we had one other close encounter but uh uh, the deer, that buck went the opposite direction of the other deer. Just, so you hey, got in within 250 yards of yeah, where they were. Oh yeah, yeah. We we're and, actually and probably were, 100. And they were feeding out left to right. Yeah, they were coming out to the right, like 10 deer or something. Yeah, 10 deer, and they here come the young bucks, and here come the does, and we're like, hey, we're ready. And that old buck went the opposite direction. <laughs> and the brush, that's the other thing with Mexico is blew me. Well, it's a lot like being in like the Cleveland National Forest or something. You th- it but if you're on the ground, it's 12 feet tall. Yeah, it, But when you're up above, you're like, oh, well, that isn't very thick. Right. You know, but you get down here, you're like, man, this stuff's 10 foot. You know, you just, you got to pick your windows and that's, uh, that's and, the tough part. And the ground is all rock. So what you yeah. think is sand is just, well, I know sand is small rocks, but this is all like nasty, hard, almost edgy Lava-like yeah. almost, yeah. And so when you step on it, it's, it sounds like angry popcorn going off. Just <laughs> There is no sneaking. So you think, right. okay, well, I'll take off my boots. That is the worst no. thing you oh. could do there. <laughs> oh. You'd be lucky to come out with feet. <laughs> you, can't, you can't walk 50 feet out there and then look down at your feet and say, where are all those... Yeah. Flying pickles of death come to stuck in my boots. Why is there a blood trail? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I can tell you just from the stocks I made, I'd come out and my hands were all, I was like, gee, many Christmas. One day I come out of there, my hands are bleeding. And it, I mean, it wasn't, it, it was just from the brush, you know, but, uh, and the other thing you can throw out the window is thinking you're going to make any prone shots or any stuff like that there. Cause it's most, you know, because of the brush and the lay of the land, you're going to be if not standing An improvised position yeah improvised for sure so it's it's just something for somebody to take with them if they ever decide to go down there be ready to shoot prone off off sticks or off a tripod and you know be ready for it so you also had you had a couple other deer maybe in the 180 class that were in, came for out. sure yeah we had we had two or three other deer that were probably 170 to 175 class a beautiful deer right but once you saw that once monster. I, yeah i was hanging my hat on that and we and we hunted hard and gave it you know phil you know the weather down there for what the way just like it is here it's it's been brutal down there it's I, been wonderful for poolside yeah uh, terrible for hunting right yeah. i mean it, it just you know and, and so at the hotel that we stayed at the fiesta americana which i think is a great hotel up yeah there, great place um has a restaurant you don't have to leave or do anything it's got everything you need there a lot of other hunters were down there, sure, hunting different ranches, different outfitters and stuff. And just in talking with them, 
I only talked to one of the guy who got an animal and he was hunting like kind of a high fence type issue right. like that. So, right. so the success rate was maybe about 20% this year mm-hmm. and it's normally in the 60 to 80% range. Right. And, you know, I have several uh, people I know that have gone down this year. I know one guy, he's still, still heading down there mm-hmm. um, with unfilled tags and, and it's been an amazingly difficult year because the weather has been so warm. They have actually pretty much gone nocturnal. Right. It, it well, what I saw glassing from sun up to sundown was there. The deer were only moving an hour in the morning, and you had maybe an hour in the evening. Just like it was August. Yeah, and you're losing light so fast in the evening that that was the trick. Yeah, by the time they'd get moving, but you, you know, it, it's dark. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So we did a. Um, anyway, that that particular ranch has a lot of animals on it. One unable to uh, get on that big guy, but you did. You saw him what at six and a quarter. Yeah, he was yeah. bedded down. Yeah, we had him bedded down as we made that stock, and we were within a hundred of him. But just the lay of the land, we we're on high ground, and he was below us, so we got within a hundred of him. But when they started getting up to feed out, he just he went the opposite direction. And we just so I want to talk about this about your decision mm-hmm. because I think it was the right one. Um, is hunting in Mexico is not cheap. Right. No, it, it's kind of a lifetime. You know, I, I don't know if I'll go back down there again, but um, hunting in Mexico is not cheap. You're there. You had a shot at 625 yards or whatever it was. Right. But all you had was about two inches of neck as his head was above a bush. Right. And, and, and as you know, you could see his antlers make out his head and, you know, it was basically the head, you know. Now, are you an accomplished uh, long range shooter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can shoot. <laughs> Those of you who don't know his history, he's got a long, long military history of long-range shooting. Let's just put it that way. And in the civilian world, he's done a lot of long-range competition. So this guy can make the shot. It's not about that. It's the responsible thing because if you're in Afghanistan shooting a bad guy and you gut shoot him, you know what? Go home, have a have a lasagna dinner. Who cares? Yeah. He's a bad guy. You're hunting a majestic animal, an elk, a deer, a sheep. You have a responsibility there to make sure that their path from this side of the world to the next side is as quick and clean and painless as possible. And so with a giant trophy and and uh, money on the line and knowing that you had a high probability but not a higher probability of making that shot, you chose to not shoot. And you, and I bring this up, guys, because just because you have a dial-up scope and, and a big gun, you're not a... Yeah, there's a lot between there. And one thing Mexico kind of taught me was is you could think it's one way, but when you get up above, like, and I'm talking what you see visually and through the glass, but when you get up above that, you know, there could have been a log there, a rock, or a million. Perspective changes radically there. And that brush is so tough. High chance of probability of of deflecting a bullet. It's not like grass in an alfalfa field. This is a. Right. This stuff is really nasty. Yeah, that was one thing that blew me away being down there. I'd, I'd look at it from on the hill, and I'd be like, oh, okay, well, this is easy. We'll just go this. But once you got down, whoa, whoa, everything changes. So it, it, it just the perspective down. And, and I have more respect for the animal to be guessing at where his vitals may be on what direction he's at or anything And that's anything the point, is, is you are a guy who could make that shot, and you chose not to. Right. For uh, the right decision. Yeah, and I wanted to hunt him. Um 
you know, it's one thing lobbing one in there and hoping, but the other it's, thing is... It, this it, isn't it, football. The Hail right. Mary is not a good hunting shot. <laughs> right. And I, and we got within 100 of them. It just... Uh, that's why it's called hunting, not shooting. The, you know, the young ones came out right where we had kind of drawn it up. And the old the old boy, all by himself, he just went the opposite direction. Good news is he's there for next year. You betcha. <laughs> <laughs> but, Phil, you got a nice one. Yeah, well, we'll talk about my my issues uh, in this next segment coming up here. Uh, folks, this is Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out on our Facebook page, Firing Line Radio Show, and uh, firinglineradio.com. And uh, we'll pick up my episode in Mexico right after this. You got it. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. My name is Larry Vickers, and I am a retired veteran of U.S. Special Operations, and I now teach law enforcement, civilians, and members of our military in advanced firearm training. I train people to use their firearms in almost any situation, but I can't prepare them for what happens if they are forced to use a gun to save their lives. That's why I use CCW Safe. They offer membership plans for concealed carry permit holders, and if members are involved in a use of force incident, CCW Safe provides expert witnesses, investigators, and the best defense attorneys in the U.S. Yearly plans range from $99 for a single membership to $150 for a dual membership, and special plans are available for law enforcement and military. Members are required to have a valid concealed carry permit and must maintain their permit. Visit ccwsafe.com today. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Well, I know you're entertained because I've got Chad Carlson here, owner of Shoot wow. Prado. <laughs> Prado Olympic Shooting Park down there in Chino. Uh, Chad Carlson and I just came back from a uh, trip down to Hermosillo, Sonora, Mexico, um, hunting some some mule deer and giving them a chase around town. Uh, Chad is also doing a giant fundraiser. So, folks, we want to see you out there March 9th. March 9th, Friday, March 9th, 9 a.m. Yes, sir. Get the having had, right? Yep, we're going to start it. Well, we'll just take care of like the signups, things like that at 9 a.m. Probably won't get shooting until around 10. We're not, you know, we're not pushing the envelope of, uh, you know, you know, we're not trying to turn it into a, you know, a rush through type situation. It's going to be a great day. So this is going to be, this is your um, day-long sales call for those of you out there in the field. Just write that in your little activity book for your boss. Hey, uh, i got a long sales call. i got to go, gotta go yeah. talk to Phil. And yeah. we got a bunch of corporate packages available. So bring your bring your clients with you. Yep, it's a wonderful thing. That's March 9th at the for the benefit of Kurt Hagman, who's running for re-election, county supervisor, fourth district, Second Amendment advocate, a guy we want to support. So we'll be out there March 9th. Awesome. Hey, so we're getting back to our stories. We just heard uh, Chad's story. He got an opportunity, but snake bit on every. Uh, Every opportunity, something <laughs> weird happened. A satellite fell out of the sky and made too loud of a noise Mexico. one time. Yeah, why? Because Mexico. That was kind of the, the theme on that. So I, I came down and I hunted a well, my I hunted a different ranch farther out, and uh, one of the things I ran into, I had some difficulty on my hunt, and it started in November when I filled out my gun permit. Oh. And I was also moving. 
I put down my information for my 270 Ackley that I had 125 grain cutting edge Maximuses all dialed in for. My shooting gorgeous. It's a high velocity round, no drop really for the first couple hundred yards. Just a great, great hunting round. And that's the rifle that had won the competition to go hunting with me. They they have a shoot off every year. Right. So I had put a second gun on that permit, a seven millimeter 08 Savage that I just picked up, just in case I had a chance to go shoot coyotes or rabbits or whatever. And stuff. So anyway, I, I applied for two guns on my permit. Um, a mistake happened in Mexico. Why? Because Mexico. They messed up the serial number on my 270, my hunting rifle. And so Saturday night, before the Monday we left, I got my permit in the mail with the wrong serial number, which means I cannot bring that gun down there or they'll confiscate it. Wouldn't have been good. <laughs> no. So so what happens is I had to take the secondary rifle, which I had decided earlier not to even bring. So I had no ammunition because we were moving and life happens. So Sunday morning, I'm reloading rounds in my garage. Sunday afternoon, I'm trying to side in on a hillside. And Monday, at, uh, Monday morning, 2 a.m., we're on our way to San Diego. Zero dark 30. <laughs> Zero dark 30. Having never really fired this gun more than 10 times. And it was not my first choice to bring. So... um one of the things I always have is my ballistic table. I, I keep a notebook, and I know the rounds that I normally shoot have very similar trajectories. 7mm 08 with a 152 grain cutting edge bullet does not have a similar trajectory to anything I shoot. It is very similar to a 308, mm-hmm. maybe even a little less than a, than a 308, because I didn't have a chance to work up the load to full performance. It was only 2,650 feet a second with a 150 grain bullet. Um, so in looking through my, my charts, I'm like, oh my gosh, four and a half minutes for 300 yards, you know, 300 yards with the, with the, the flatter shooting rifles is, you know, six inches. It's just, it's nothing. Right. It's two minutes. So it, it's an error in the chart. So I, um, was worried about this the entire time I kept, as we went through one area of open ground to another area that was closer, I was just moving the dial on my scope to be adequate for where we were. Well, we just came out of a as late afternoon, uh, second or third day. We came out of this big open area, where I was thinking of of trying to have the the gun ready for a three four hundred yard shot. And again, this is because seconds count. You late in the season, the animals are moving. They're not going to hang out and and let you look. So you have to be on the gun and be ready to shoot fairly quickly. So I saw a buck uh, bedded about 90 yards away as we're moving through. We had to back up, and that's always a fiasco. But here's it's, yeah, a lot of jerking around. Those who have been know <laughs> yeah. it, it's a fiasco. Uh, alta, 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 alta. Hank the string. Moss, moss, moss. Yeah. So I finally got him to back up, and, but he didn't back up enough for me to see. I, I had about a four-inch, four to six inches of his back as he was bedded underneath a tree his head was up in the bush the guide says he's a he's a good one i could see three big heavy uh prongs on his left antler and um here's my mistake and and when i told chad i missed uh and i did miss obviously i just blew the whole thing but um he chad's response he got all of his total marine he goes do you know why (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's my there's my little pat on the back it's okay little fella do you know why guns don't miss idiots do do you know why anyway so let me tell you folks why because it was a chip shot because it was a 90 yard shot i did not take it serious i leaned with my left elbow on the rail 
I did not anchor my right arm. I had a my point of my elbow on the rail. Um, I did not lower my my tactical knob from four to one or zero where it should have been. So I had a four minute error induced already from my knob because I didn't take care of that. Not anchoring my right shoulder and and sucking it in and finding a rest for it immediately probably was a two or three minute error of error. Sure. So, so even though the crosshairs were where I wanted them when I pulled the trigger and plus I didn't demand or wait until the animal stood up. If he stood up, I, I rushed the shot. Why? Because it was only a 90-yard shot. Oh, right. I got this. Got I, I shoot every week. I got this. Well, let me tell you, I killed the biggest piece of dirt in <laughs> northern Sonora. Oh, you're so upset. I was like, hey, man, let's, you know, shake it off. I, I shot right <laughs> over his back, and, and uh, the, uh, the guy goes, you shot high? <laughs> I, I've shot with these guys for three years. They know I'm normally not, I right. don't make the rookie mistakes, but folks, I made the rookie mistakes. Happens to everybody. Rookie mistakes. And so the deer's gone and, and, uh, the, my guide, uh, Abram, who I've hunted with for three years, he's looking at me like, you did that? You know, it really, I mean, it was like, yeah, what did they kick your kid or something? You know? Yeah. I, sorry. I missed. I did it. I missed. And I uh, tell Chad that night at the hotel and he goes, well, you know why you missed? I go, I go, yeah, I did this. He goes, okay, then. Don't do it again. <laughs> and it wasn't that blunt, folks. <laughs> I said, what happened? You know, but, uh, and then I had to, I, you know, you got to build them back up. So we, we talked and. Uh, that involves and told, some Modelo Negros. Yeah, and I told him about that uh, movie, Ghost in the Darkness. <laughs> right. You just got hit, boy. You just got hit. Now you got to get back up. And you did. And you did. So it was great. A couple of days later in the same area, uh, we're driving through and we smell we smell a buck. And so we were just going all ahead. Finally, I got the driver to go all ahead dead slow because they're kind of just doing their own thing. They check out after a while. And we're creeping down. We pass through the area. We don't see anything come back around. And we find a small doe. She's right 50 yards from where I'd missed this big deer. And uh, I get into a Mexican standoff with her for 25 minutes. Now, to my left is very brushy. To my right is a long, grassy plain with a hill on the end of it, where we've only seen whitetail and we're hunting mule deer. So for 25 minutes, we're watching this buck, or this doe, and another doe's feeding, and there's a buck in there, but he ends up being a small three-pointer. So it's like, jeez. But we've been stopped in one spot for 25 minutes. Yeah. All right? So we've decided to move forward again, and um, I'm making them just, we're just creeping through this area now. And on our right-hand side, about 400 yards away, where we'd seen a large whitetail a few days ago, boom, these deer break out of this grassy field on a, the one bush that's up there, flying down ahead of us. And my guide goes, that's that whitetail. I'm like, well, let's go. So we, we take off chasing after them. We, and they, we get about 100 yards from the bushes they ended up in. So this time, <laughs> the doe comes out, and it's a nice big gray head. And I'm thinking it's the whitetail. She turns to her right, my left, or away from me, and I see she's got a mule deer rear end. I'm like, what? Two seconds later, here's the guy. This is the famous thing. He goes, shoot, Felipe, shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. And and this this five by four steps out, and he turns away from me, and I'm shooting that cutting edge 125 or 152 Maximus. I had a 
angling shot. It threaded the needle. It dropped him on the spot. I can't tell you shooting those monolith bullets with that expanding part does the job. He was DRT, and we recovered this, this beautiful 5x4 yeah, down in Mexico. Buck. Beautiful buck. Yeah, 28. Yeah. It's about 188 score. Um, so I was happier than oh, heck. Awesome deer. Yeah. It, it was awesome. I was proud of you. Thanks, sir. So, so yeah. Shoot, Felipe. Yeah, shoot. shoot. <laughs> so... <laughs> Folks, Firing Line Radio Show, check us out on our website, FiringLineRadio.com. Chad, thank you for your service. Thank you for your time. Thank you for hey, your Thanks friendship. a lot, Phil, and thanks for inviting me down there. That was an unbelievable trip. Had an awesome time. Absolutely. Hasta la vista, baby. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. The Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.